Hello friends. Today is March 31st, 2019, 7.08 p.m. It changed right on me as I was reading the time. Um, and I'm very excited for this podcast. It is one of the most anticipated podcasts on my end that I have had in a long time. Um, episode 70 was our original encounter. We talked about rocks. And today, we'll most likely talk about rocks a little more, despite my lack of expertise. <laughs> but when one has as much expertise as Grant Collip does about rocks, it's know. okay. We can know. figure it out. We can figure it out. But I'm very excited to have one of my best BFFs on the podcast for a longer conversation than the five or ten minutes we did last time. But this will be a lot of fun, and I've been looking forward to this. And others have been looking forward to this. Shout out, Ellen Atwood. What's um, going on? But, Grant, welcome. I'm glad to be here. I, I am more glad that you're here. <laughs> well, I'm more glad than you are. Well, we, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, we will find out. We will, we will find out soon. So, Grant, last time we only talked about rocks, and nobody really got the backstory of you. And that was, like, last winter. It was a long time ago. That was, yeah, yeah. Like a little while ago. Like, winter 2018. A hot so moment ago. It was. But I think the people should get some more context on who is Mr. Grant Collip? <laughs> who is Senor Grant Collip? Oh, <laughs> and, and, and what's the story behind the illustrious figure. <laughs> so what yes. I've been asking is people's origin story. So if you were to have a comic book made of your life with the significant events in there that create you, what are the big parts of that plot? And how do you describe Grant Collop? <laughs> wow. Well, um, the, f the first thing I always tell people is that I'm a Southerner at heart. <laughs> and the rocks actually didn't come in until quite late in the story, in, the, in the, one of the last pages of the comic book. Sure. Um, I'm from, I was born in South Carolina. I lived in Wilmington in North Carolina for about 10 years, and that's home to me. And um, then I moved to Roanoke about 10 years ago, and here we are at JMU, four years later. It's crazy. Um, and... I have always loved natural sciences. Um, I didn't really know that I wanted to do geology um, until I came to JMU, and but I saw that they had a great program for it, and it, in fact, it's it's one of the best programs on the East Coast. Honestly, it's fantastic, and I've loved every minute of it. Um, and uh, I've really found my passion there, and uh, I'll be working full time at the United States Geological Survey or USGS up in Reston after graduation, and. Uh, that's that's what I got going on. There's my comic book. That's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> I'm it excited. Is, it is one that is certainly only just beginning. <laughs> that's right. As that's I right. have this large book in front of me, we're probably only like twenty pages in. Yeah. First chapter. A lot left to write. First couple There's chapters. A lot left to write. <coughs> um, that's right. But yeah, to to give more context, um, we've traveled together. We have. We've been in foreign places together, many and of them. yes, many of them indeed, <laughs> for lots of time. Um, yes. so I want your take. I don't want to say how we met in the whole story. <laughs> I want Grant Cobb to describe how the two of us met and how we are where we are today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, so, um, we, um, we both did the same, uh, study abroad program here at JMU at, to Honors in Barcelona. 
amazing time. And I remember right at the beginning, oh, it really was. And I remember right at the beginning, we had some introductory meetings and I sat behind Matt and we kind of, we, we had been building mates, but not hall mates, different yes, floors. Correct. So we didn't know each other at all. And I remember a mutual friend telling telling both of us that the other had said that he seems cool. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that was about it. And uh, and then when we got to Spain and got on the ground, it, it uh, developed into this wonderful blossoming. <laughs> it's a wonderful blossom. This blossom that we have. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it, is, I think, it blossoms. Yeah, I think that's that's a good it's a good little summary. Yeah. I still remember that day in that wonderful night in Barcelona where mm. the entire group went somewhere else and we decided to go to El Caliu de la Chambla. What a place. And there was no one in the restaurant. No. <laughs> just us and the just waiter. Us. I'm sure that he was cooking as well. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. small. <laughs> it was intimate. But it was great fun. Brett and I only spoke Spanish that entire night. We did. And it was an absolutely wonderful time. You had your Coke at dinner. <laughs> you had some we did. Some wonderfully like Argentinian grilled food. It was amazing. I remember the But dessert. it was Catalan. The oh. dessert was also fantastic. Everything was so good. And it was so out of the blue. And it, it was just a spectacular evening. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. from there on out, Brett and I, we... Uh, did all sorts of stuff. We get along. Yeah, we we have we have gotten along well. Yeah, we we went to Madrid together. We survived we other people being sick together. Many other people being and sick. all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah. And we went to holy mountains in Barcelona together, where I saw Grant in his element, aka rocks. Conglomerate. <laughs> oh baby, got a piece of it next to my desk. And and yeah, it's it's been quite spectacular. I've I've seen Grant in all sorts of moments, but today I want to dive a little more into that, um, which will be fun. So, I guess where I want to start is, like, what did Spain do for you? Man, um, Spain did a lot for me. Um, it was my first time out of the country, and mm. uh, so that for me was particularly eye opening. Um, I know some of the others have been out before you'd been out before. Sure. Um, but that was my first time out of the country. And so it really drove home, you know, everything you see on the internet about how, you know, you got to get out and see the world and it opens your eyes and it's maybe not a cure, but a very strong remedy for ignorance. Um, and it was just really cool to, you know, get out there and see it. And it also really strongly, um, made me realize like how much I want to continue to pursue, pursue Spanish. Um, I, I've been, I, at that point I'd been speaking for about seven, eight years on my own or mm -hmm. in classes and things, but getting out and even though it was Catalonia, um, we still got to speak <laughs> You got to speak Spanish. A, a lot. And, uh, that really was, that was pretty cool. Um, because I could, you know, practice with a huge subset of, you know, native speakers of this in a natural environment. And that was just awesome. And also Spain is beautiful and the rocks are pretty cool there. So the rocks are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, it did a lot for me. It really did. Yeah. So what came after Spain in terms of your travels? Yeah. So we, we went to Barcelona for three weeks. We went to Madrid briefly, we went to Sitges, we went to Figueres. Um, and then a year after then, um, I did the JMU in Argentina, study abroad. Um, I was down in Buenos Aires mostly for about seven-ish weeks, seven and a half, I think. Yeah. And um, we went to Uruguay for a day trip. That was amazing. Um, the weather sucked, but <laughs> it was still pretty cool. 
And we went out to the Andes Mountains um, as part of that trip and up to Iguazu Falls, which is one of the biggest waterfalls in the world. Um, it's bigger than Niagara. It's bigger than most. And that was, to this day, that's probably number one on my bucket list. The Andes and Iguazu, that country is just amazing. It's Patagonia. And yeah. it's, they've got a brand named after it for a reason, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a brand named after it it's for a reason. Cool. Yeah. And then um, after that, we um, this, this past summer, summer 2018, um, I did field camp for geology. To graduate with geology, you have to do a field camp program because it's field geology and they want you to be experienced. And so Get out we, there, kids. We were. We were out in Ireland for six weeks. And um, my roommate and I went to Iceland for a few days beforehand. Uh, and then we were in Ireland for six weeks. No Spanish there. <laughs> but, Unfortunately. But, uh, and then afterwards, we went to Portugal for a few days, to Lisbon. And then we went to Paris, France for about a week and stayed with a connection we had. And that was awesome. And, uh, and then my most recent trip, I went out to California for a week or so and stayed with some relatives. My uncle works at JPL. I probably practiced Spanish um, the most there in my recent past because there's a lot of uh, people from Mexico and other countries there yeah, in Southern cool. California. That, yeah. was, that was awesome. I didn't know that you spoke so, Spanish when you were out there. I did a little bit. Tell me like one bit. cool situation. <laughs> so we were in, in In-N-Out. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and uh, this... This this couple at the uh, table sitting next to us um, was speaking Spanish, and uh, my cousin, I was th- sitting there with my cousin, who I hadn't seen in like 10 years, and my younger brother, who was, I think, f- six, going on 16 now, um, and I was kind of uh, translating a little bit for them, so I wasn't speaking to them, but I was kind of, because they were, you know, it was very loud and obvious, and they were like, oh my god, wait, you speak, what are they saying? And that was kind of cool, I, like, it wasn't... Yeah. you know being in spain but uh-huh. it was it was still you know it's yeah. there's exposure down there it's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> yeah no that's really cool and you just hear a lot of it around um because yeah. you're so close to the border mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that's really cool um so what's next man yeah so i'm a government employee now um and so it's kind of like bye-bye traveling but there is a lot a fair bit of field work with that come to think of it and i'll be out you know going to my supervisors in arizona right now at a conference um, and, um, probably next on my bucket list will be getting back down to Patagonia, um, getting back down to the Andes. I want to go to Tierra del Fuego really bad and see that country down there. Cause it's just stellar. I've seen photos. Um, it's just incredible. That's what's next for me. Really cool rocks. Like really, really cool rocks. I can't describe with words, like how cool it is. <laughs> I, I've not seen it, but you know, yeah, it's there. Yeah. Like what is something <laughs> specific about down there that like you really want to see like something very like nerdy geological <laughs> i'm going to indulge you <laughs> right so a lot of the buckle up people um <laughs> a lot of so the andes is basically a it's along a subduction zone so the pacific plate uh or and or the nazca plate depending on where you are I, I believe is subducting under the south american plate continental plate and the andes are a result of a um of that collision and so when I was out in Mendoza, it was just this beautiful alkali granite with these huge crystals of feldspar and plagioclase and everything. And I've got chunks of that laying around still. But I love those rocks. And just the mountains themselves are just amazing. It was just beautiful. Uh, hiking, finding that stuff. It's got big basalts, uh, dikes and sills running through it. Shout out to Ellen, who knows what those are. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's really cool. cool. I like to to listen to you talk like really in detail about it. I think it's really cool. Even really? though I have no idea what you're talking about all the time, <laughs> I think it's really cool because it's like, right. like you're talking about something you're so interested in and you know enough about it to like know like be excited by the details of it, which I think is like super exciting. And like what, how do you think that you 
have changed as a person through travel? Man, good question. Um, it's just kind of opened my mind a lot. It's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm night and day with like who I was before and who I am now. Yeah. Um, in terms of worldview, in terms of you know being more open to other cultures. Um, that's probably also a result of you know being a Spanish major here at JMU and taking all these courses. So it's maybe a little hard to parse out those variables, but yeah. I think that it's just done wonders for me. And uh, you should do it whenever you can because it's just awesome to get mm -hmm. out there and see the world. Yeah, and has it changed you at all in terms of like your approach to your work? Um, you mean geology yeah. and work? Yeah. Um, I think in some ways, yeah. I think that um, obviously it's not going to really impact like the technical knowledge <laughs> yeah. and you know my my education in mm -hmm. it. Um, but I think that it's kind of it's exposed me to a lot of like other opportunities that are out there. Um, like they had, I was looking into it. They have like in Santiago, Chile, they have all these cool graduate programs in volcanology and tectonics because they're right on the subduction yeah, zones. Yeah. You can go out to the Andes and mm -hmm. Atacama and see this stuff. And, uh, that's on my radar for sure. Um, uh, there's programs in Puerto Rico, there's programs in Spain. Um, there's Fulbright, as you know, yeah, Matt. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's cool stuff. Yeah, that's, no, that's really cool. And I, I always love to hear, like, the things that you could do just because you can speak another language, right? And just because you're willing to put yourself out there and out of that comfort zone in terms of, like, your career. Um, I think it's, like, fantastic that you'd be willing to, like, take advantage of those opportunities because they would make you grow. They'd make you grow more than Absolutely. most other opportunities where if you just stayed in the States, you know. Sure, you'd be challenged, Absolutely. you'd learn a lot, but you wouldn't be in, like, a completely different environment, you know. Absolutely. And on that note, one thing that I have learned very much is that it is challenging to do geology in other countries. Mm -hmm. um, when I was flying back from Argentina, I had a bunch of rocks and minerals in my in my carry-on. Yeah. And um, they didn't like that in, in Aziza, in uh, customs. And so I was trying to kind of frantically explain to them all these things. And it's hard to know all those technical terms. And mm -hmm. so I've recently got out, went out and got a... Um, dictionary of geology terms in English and Spanish <laughs> and I think that's going to be very helpful for me no that's um, super interesting it was so stressful yeah. so stressful <laughs> trying yeah. to explain this to them it's just amethyst it's just amethysta <laughs> um, so it it's was... amethysta it's <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, yeah that's yeah. really funny so it, it it there's a learning curve a huge learning curve uh, if I ever were to do that it would be way the hell outside my comfort zone yeah so but I think it would be like super cool because mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many like geologists there are who are like really well connected with like those areas of the world right like all of yeah. south america you know mm -hmm. i think that would be super interesting for you right yeah something to look into yeah definitely and you have lots of time you're oh, yeah. young you're young life. indeed a whole life in front of you <laughs> as we said only two chapters in <laughs> that's right that's right so tell me more about like how the geology thing planned out for you or how did how that played out so i I'm, I'm curious about like what really like sparked your interest initially and how did that continue to grow because right. it's like it's not the thing that you hear most people doing right <laughs> this is true yeah so um as i said earlier i've always loved natural sciences and it was never my intention to do geology um but i i um i, I originally wanted to do quote, environmental science. Um, and that's not really a, a thing that you can major in <laughs> mm -hmm. in a lot of places because that's, that's really vague. 
Um, I've talked with a number of like, you know, rising seniors in high school and rising freshmen in college that want to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's some programs in it, but it's so vague and you're often getting, you're getting a BA in in interdisciplinary studies and it's not really, you know, grad schools really want a strong background in, in chemistry or in geology or in physics or in biology or in ISAD in in, in JMU's case. Yeah. And so I came to JMU and I was, I was, uh, offered a big scholarship to come here and I found the geology program and I, um, I had never toured it actually before mm-hmm. I uh, showed up on campus, but I had stayed on campus before, and I had seen the Mineral Museum, which is um, our huge, beautiful collection of minerals. It's several million dollars worth. It's absolutely stunning, and that also played a big role in yeah, in, uh, in being able to have access to that. Right, and my interest in it, uh, the fact that I could have access to that, and I've kind of got my own mini museum in my room now. <laughs> you do have a mini museum, Some glass cases with yeah, minerals. It's pretty with cool. remote lights. This is right. With a remote uh, turn-on system. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is pretty legit. <laughs> I have to pack them up next month. I'm very sad. Yeah, but that is sad. It's all right. But then they'll find a new home. They will. They will. <laughs> it, they'll be in some boxes for that, but they'll find a new home. <laughs> yeah. But... I, I'll make sure. <laughs> Was there anything when you were younger that really pulled you into that, like into that environmental science interest, or was it just kind yes. of like always around? So I, um, I've done science fair, um, science fair projects in environmental science every year since kindergarten. Um, I went to the state level of competition, um, third, fourth, fifth grade. Um, I competed all in high school, some in middle school too, went to like ISEF or not ISEF, but the uh, Virginia state engineering science and engineering fair. And, um, as a kid, I did this all the time living out, um, I lived in Wilmington, like I said, in North Carolina, and in the fifth grade, I did um, a project on dune erosion. So I looked at um, sea oats and bitter panicum, and I looked at which one was better at preventing dune erosion, mm-hmm. and that kind of, um, that's a subset of geology, like coastal geology, yeah. um, and sedimentology, and shoreline processes and erosion and all this. Mm-hmm. So that probably has something to do with it, yeah. I've been exposed to it before, and um, that's not hard rock geology, but it's similar so it's this has kind of been uh simmering under i guess yeah it's it's been building on top of itself yeah a few decades now (laughs) yeah yeah that's really cool um and do you think that you'll go like in a certain route of geology throughout your future do you think that you'll go like down one certain subfield or another or do you think that like you'll go down one maybe but you'll kind of jump around good question yeah um I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Fair answer. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish I knew. That would, make, that would make life so easy. <laughs> but right now I've got my current project at USGS is on um, sedimentology and, and climate reconstruction. And um, that's kind of currently what I'm doing. And I hope to have a poster for that made in the next year or so um, on that project. But then I want to go back to grad school. Um, I love paleoclimate, which is reconstructing past climate. You can drill like sediment cores from the seafloor mm-hmm. and get like records of climate events and tie that back to glacial maximums and all this kind of stuff, deglaciation. I think that stuff is fascinating and I might do that as a career if I find mm-hmm. out that I love that and I go to grad school for it and, and that would be great. But uh, the future is long. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much, so much cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, it's good to think that everything's cool, right? Because mm-hmm. um, okay. then, you know, you're not boxed in. That's right. That's and right. You're not stuck feeling like nothing's cool. That's right. <laughs> it's definitely better to think that something is cool rather than yes, nothing. Yes. Um, and there is a fair bit of stuff that I have no interest in. I have I have no interest in 
Um, paleontology, so like fossils, it's yeah. just kind of eh for me. Yeah. I don't really like stratigraphy or sediment or um, like hard rock geology, like sediment, sedimentary stuff. So, yeah. but there's a lot of it that I'm interested in, and yeah. uh, we'll see where it goes. Have you ever been to a hard rock cafe? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Do your opinions of the hard rock cafe differ from those of hard rock geology? Oh hell yes! <laughs> oh, those things are so cool. Went to the one at Disney. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Are you happy yes. that there's no hard rock geology in the hard rock cafe? I'm pretty happy with that. I can say <laughs> on, on a scale of one to ten, I'm at a nine. That's uh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Good. <laughs> that's great. I wanted to follow up on yeah. pun tangent. Yeah. Um, we like this. We we love this. <laughs> um, and to jump forward, I'm I'm curious too, like. Do you see yourself as an ambitious person, like, in your field, in terms of, like, what you want to do and what you hope to do within geology? Or do you see yourself kind of as, like, someone who, like, is going to, like, do lots of research, but maybe isn't, like, the one who's going to, like, jump the leaps and bounds? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I would probably consider myself more of a follower um you know some of us are leaders some of us are followers i definitely have been more on the leader side though at jmu Mm -hmm. um you know i've I've done lots of stuff and i've been you know going full speed ahead and i've loved everything i've been doing and now i'm kind of getting to this point where it's a big question mark sure and um i don't know what's gonna happen i guess so i'm gonna kind of see where it takes me and uh i think it'll all be all good stuff um, mm-hmm. I'm working on this project, like I said, with a supervisor right now, and, um, I'll be living the intern life for the next year plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, who knows? I mean, if there's a project that comes up and they need somebody to lead it, then I could be that guy, mm-hmm. um, depending on, um, the context and what that is and what it looks like, um, and what it involves. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like I can adapt to whatever comes my way. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's an and, interesting question though. And... How did you develop that capacity for yourself, like being adaptable, being flexible? Um, That really came to me at JMU, Mm -hmm. Um, partially through watching other leaders, like I watched Matt be president of the Spanish club for a year and a half. Um, I watched the the three um, prior presidents of the geology club and what they did, and I learned a lot. there's no way that I could be doing what I'm doing now um, as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown leaps and bounds. And I think it's it's you know, maybe a maturity thing and maybe also just kind of seeing how others have done it and learning from them and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, sure. And I feel like I'm, you know, I can be pretty, pretty flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still got a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah, no, and, sure. and I think it's good to, to have that perspective, you know. Sure, I've built skills, but... There's a lot that I can learn and there's a lot I can build on. Absolutely. Um, no, I think that's really, that's really great. And right. on that sort of tangent, I'm curious, like in terms of that adaptability and flexibility, are you able to like take that outside of, you know, just seeing that in sort of like leadership roles and, and have you been able to take that to, okay, I need to be adaptable in terms of like how I carry myself with others in certain environments yes definitely um 
for example, um, the biggest one that comes to mind at the moment is um, this new job I've got. Yeah. Um, it's been very, it's been awesome. And it's been very, um, oh, what's the word? Very, I guess here and there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're kind of doing a project and, and we don't know what it is sure. as we're doing it. <laughs> we're just kind of investigating. Mm-hmm. And I've had to be very, you know, proactive when it comes to figuring out details of things and like when we're going to go and do field work, my schedule, yeah. my supervisor's schedule, um, and a lot of the things that I've learned, like, as a leader and at JMU, I've, you know, taken over to that. So, you know, being on top of things, um, being responsible, keeping in contact with people, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. um, letting people know what you're up to so that things can get planned. Um, so I think absolutely, you know, ask me in a year and I'd be very interested to hear my answer Yeah, <laughs> and listen back to what I'm saying right now. Maybe we can plan that. I would love to. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. And to jump from the adaptability, flexibility thing I had mentioned you earlier, I'm curious about how you deal with adversity and challenge when it comes your way, because I've always seen you as someone who's able to manage that stuff pretty well and if like a lot is happening you're able to kind of still be very balanced and still be you know very composed in those situations sure yeah um yeah i i guess as as i was saying earlier um with matt i i, I would consider myself pretty level-headed like i don't you know try to mm. i try to not be you know, I try not to freak out and, you know, yeah. let things explode and, you know, things fall by the wayside. Um, I kind of take things as they come. And um, as far as dealing with adversity, like last year, so last year I went to, to Southeast GSA, which is the Geological Society of America meeting. It was in Knoxville. I was gone for like the better part of a week. And during that week I had, you know, I think I had a, a, a draft of my honors proposal, thesis proposal, yeah. as Matt knows, <laughs> do. I, we had a big uh project group project for our hardcore geology class i had a paper due for something else there was all this stuff and i was that was probably my most stressful week at college ever and probably my life ever and i know like you know uh i tried to you know do one thing at a time um is the biggest thing Uh, the first thing i did was work on the group project because that had to get done there was other people i was working with they can't move their schedules. Mm-hmm. That's what we did first. Yeah. Then, you know, by the time we got that done, I was already late on the proposal. So you just got to apologize to whoever, you know, and, and get it done. And then I worked on the paper and I had to turn in a little late. Um, but that's okay. And you work through it. Um, you can't let it, if you let it um, stress you out to a point where you can no longer function and do well, then that's not so good. So yeah. I tried to, you know overcome adversity by you know breaking it up compartmentalizing still working on this very much and uh and you know taking it one step at a time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no that's that's a really good answer and i'm curious going off of that point like what you said about like having to push something back right a lot of people i know will take that like really heavily on the chin like as something that really stresses them out gives them anxiety in terms of oh i can't push this back right so what goes through your head when you're thinking about that in terms of, oh, I need more time to do something? Mm-hmm. And like, how do you come to terms with that like within yourself to say, oh, it's okay that I'm not going to finish this as soon as necessary? Right. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think that, um, first off, I think I've, I've found uh, here at JMU for sure that most people get it. 
they get that you're busy. <laughs> and I remember going to honors and saying, hey, look, I've been gone for a week or four days or five days or whatever it was. I don't remember. And I just need more time on this. And they were like, that's fine. They were actually like, get it to us by summer. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then, you know, with the paper, I emailed and I said, hey, look, I physically cannot do this. Yeah. Um, unless I'm going to stay up till 4 a.m. every day. And I can't do that because then I'm not going to be able to function sure, yeah. and go to class. So either, well, I'm going to have to turn in and late. Please, you know, have mercy on me. And that's okay. You know, you got to tell us if that's okay. Um, and honestly, it just doesn't really, you know. It doesn't build up. It, in it you doesn't you build up. Feeling? It doesn't bother because I know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what I've got to do. Yeah. And all right, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's all yeah. there's to it. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, those are, so. those are really good points. And, and I'm also curious things that, like, I haven't asked, asked you too much about, but, mm-hmm. like, what are, like, things that you do in your free time and how do you, like, manage your time overall? Sure, yeah. So, um, I'm sitting here looking at Matt's planner and I've got one of those. <laughs> that's a big step. That's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Got a lot going on, especially as a senior with two majors, two jobs, two clubs, and it's it's a lot. And so yeah. you've got to write stuff down. Got to get organized. Yeah. I still know some people that don't do that and they forget stuff, and I just can't be there. I can't do that. Um, and uh, you know, I I utilize my time as best as I can. Um, you know, I have breaks during the day. You use that to work on stuff, um, and somehow it all gets done. Yeah. Um, a lot of group me messages, a lot of uh, reminders in my phone, a lot of stuff in my planner, um, but just a matter of not forgetting anything and writing it all down. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to write down everything I possibly can, because if I don't, I'm going to forget something, and I've done that before, <laughs> and I will probably do it again, uh, but that's yeah. just the way that it is. So. Yeah, and how much do you sleep? Oh, probably, I go to bed at 11, get up at seven so was that you get a good eight, eight hours eight yeah. yeah usually sometimes less yeah off sometimes more yeah. um my classes this semester start at either 11 or one day i ta at nine but i've been lately actually getting up at like six thirty or 7 and just going to campus getting a parking spot yeah <laughs> and then working um and i've and part of that's because i've been trying to get into the vibe of I'm starting work like working, full yeah, time yeah. and I've got to get into this mode and I can't sleep until 11 anymore like I used to back in the dorm <laughs> uh, as Matt knows. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, but I've been trying to be more regular with it lately. Um, so it, it depends on the day, but uh, usually it's, it's pretty okay. Yeah. And, and do you have certain routines in the morning or at night, which you do pretty consistently? Um, yeah, well I get up and then I eat. Um, I eat first thing, I wake up hungry, um, and then I shower, gotta have the shower, taking a shower every day for the last 10 years, (laughs) I I am dead to the world, some people it's coffee, for me it's the shower, I don't drink coffee or alcohol, and, uh, that's the big thing, and then I'm kind of out the door and I'm gone, and, uh, at night, usually have a snack before bed, um, and, uh, brush up, hit the sack, that's about it. Nice, yeah, um... I'm curious, what you just said there was interesting. Um, why no coffee and no alcohol? <laughs> Man, 
Number one, it saves you a lot of money. <laughs> it does save you a lot of money. Man, it saves I, me a lot of money, too. <laughs> I, I probably spend more on food than the average person, but I make up probably at least that much money in, in those two things. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've just never started, and I don't intend to start. And I feel like if I start, I'm not going to be able to stop. Um, I tell the same thing to people about Netflix. I don't have a Netflix yeah. account. <laughs> wow. Good for you. Uh, I don't watch TV. We don't yeah, have yeah. a TV in our apartment, actually, at all. Oh, it's gone. Um, yeah, it's gone, <laughs> along with some other things. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Um, I kind of just don't do it, and yeah. I get by. I don't take naps. I don't drink coffee. I kind of get up and go about the day, and that's it. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And and what <coughs> have you like always felt that way throughout your life? Or like when were like the key moments where you're like, I'm not gonna do this? Yeah. Well, one the probably the biggest one was coming to college. Um everybody do it does it. <laughs> yeah. And I did not party or go out at all in high school. Um I didn't see that culture, I didn't see that scene at all. Sure. And um neither of my parents are drinkers. I've probably seen my parents drink I could count the number of times on one hand <laughs> That's crazy. in my life. That's like, crazy. they don't drink yeah. uh, coffee or alcohol, <laughs> wow. come to think of it. We yeah. have a coffee maker, but we use it for tea and hot cocoa, and that's there about it. Yeah. Uh, You're a big mother, hot cocoa guy. I'm a big hot cocoa guy. That, that's the one thing. <laughs> I haven't had it in a few weeks, but the freshman year of the Starbucks people knew my name, major, and order, because it yeah. was pretty regular. <laughs> my name, major, and order. That's fantastic. <laughs> it was a good time. But uh, I actually had not had a meal in quite a while, and I've not been drinking it as much lately. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. that's all right though. Yeah. Or something. No, it's it's curious. Um yeah. that you say that, yeah. I'm and, part of the 1%. <laughs> yeah. Do, and I'm, I've always been curious about that too. Like do you find like a sort of like source of pride in that? Like I'm able to resist the urges of so many. <laughs> um I don't know about pride. I mean, it's yeah. kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, you're I like mean, I, I did it. I'm <laughs> one of very few that I know that like you're yeah. one and then I can think of one or two other people, um, but but it may it basically means that uh, I can observe yeah. <laughs> from the outside mm-hmm. of this thing, and I often sober, <laughs> uh, sober drive, and uh, man, watching drunk people is always a fun time. And uh, you're definitely an observer. <laughs> you're definitely an observer. I am, and uh, yeah. So I don't know about pride, but it's just kind of just gonna let that be over there, and I'll be over here, and that's yeah. it. And yeah. I just I don't really think about it that much. It's just kind of the way that it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So we don't have a we don't have a TV or mm-hmm. a coffee maker or uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's interesting. What What do you do in your leisure time? We've I've, like when you have nothing to do. Like what do you do? Because you don't yeah. do Netflix. And like, what do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Man. What do I do? You can't I'm just always... stare at your rocks all day. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm I would kidding. be surprised. Um, I... What do I do? Man. I've always got something to do. It's very rare that I'll be sitting around doing nothing, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I was here this summer, and, like, helping the geology department move, and I was just bored out of my mind, because I don't have Netflix, I don't mm-hmm. have this and that. Um, I... Probably spend the most time, um, sometimes I'll surf the web, I like Reddit. Yeah. Um, are, you are a big Reddit guy. I'm a Reddit guy. Yeah. Um, I don't really post or comment much, but I love just mm-hmm. keeping up with things, yeah. news, um, YouTube, etc. Um, man, what else do I do? <laughs> I guess, especially this year, the biggest thing that I do when I have nothing else to do is check up on club stuff. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. um, with both Geology Club and Spanish Club. You know, there's always something. It's it's especially for Geology Club. We've got apparel going on. I'm checking up on details with that. Yeah. I'm checking on details of you know grad cords for Spanish Club or mm. our Google Drive or organizing stuff. Um, and uh, as of late, I've been um, spending a lot of time apartment hunting <laughs> up in Reston, mm-hmm. the land of the expensive. <laughs> and uh, holy lord, it's so expensive. <laughs> Uh, did I mention it's expensive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, but yeah, I'm not somebody who will sit in bed for, you know, six hours and watch yeah, Netflix, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, so you're like always like on. Always. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. I've never yeah. thought about it, but I'm uh, not, uh, I'm always doing something. Yeah. And does that give you like the, I don't know what it's, I don't know how I would call it, but for me it's like. Like this certain level of like balance and focus and consistency to like feel good when I'm doing all of it. Like, is there anything that you turn to that gives you that, or is that just kind of like a normal base state for you? I think that's just the base state. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it's that's just very normal. That's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really watched TV that much. I've never really gamed all that much. I played Minecraft a lot years ago, but that's really about it. You build things with rocks. It makes sense as to why you would that's play it. Yeah. Probably part of it too. And uh and, and yeah, it's not like I've it's not like I've weaned myself off of that. Sure. I guess. Yeah. It's just kind of always been that way. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and I've never really thought about it, but mm-hmm. uh there's always something. And I get a lot of I guess going off of that, I, I do get a lot of, you know, satisfaction and, and um you know, and, and things from, you know, m- just checking stuff, making yeah. sure that things are going well, that things are happening. Um, I'm, for example, like I'm the one that is paying utilities for our apartments. So I'm always checking up on the electric service, making sure nothing's wonky, checking up on printing and recycling and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. there's always something. Um, and when it's not that, it's kind of just late, lately I've been working on my thesis and getting the poster ready and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, interesting stuff though. Yeah, that's interesting. And of all the things that happen in life, what is the biggest thing that stresses you out or the thing that like you look forward to the least? Man, um, right now it's, right now it's the question mark. Sure. Big question mark. The uncertainty. The uncertainty. I, I hate uncertainty. I, I'm working on getting better about that. I just, I'm a person who likes to know what's going on. Yeah. Like this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then that's going to happen. Sure. And when, when stuff messes up that order, I get irritated and that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on improving that. But especially right now, like I'm getting ready to graduate and you know, for the last four years, it's been, you know, working up to this goal. Graduate, 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 do this stuff so I can Uh, graduate. And now I'm going to achieve that. And then there's this open space again. So, and I've got luckily the job to fill a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But after that, you know, that's kind of, you know, there's a question mark with that. Because like, how long am I going to stay? Am I going to go back to grad school? If so, what am I going to go for? That's, that's a big one. (laughs) Am I going to be making enough money to sustain myself? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it, you know, going to be a situation where I'm going to want to go back to school again? Like, you know, there's just a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. I... I kind of dread that. That's just the existential dread that sets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything I've 
had for the last four years to get ready to go away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big time. And I am a person who is very much naturally opposed to change. Yeah. I hate change. You're definitely a creature of habit. I am a creature of habit yeah. big time. Yeah. And uh, so it's just kind of scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's the big question mark. Um, but yeah, that's what I look forward to the least. Yeah. That day when I'm going to wake up and be like, what am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, luckily it's not completely that I have I have an idea yeah um, but uh, there's just something about university you know you've got you're being told what you gotta do you gotta take this class take that mm-hmm. class you gotta do your yeah. research you gotta go TA mm-hmm. I love that yeah you like, you like the mold <laughs> I like of, it you know yeah. like having oh I need to do XYZ and yeah. all these yeah. things I gotta check up on these things yeah. it still trusts me out yeah and I still feel burned out in some way just because it's been four years of this Um, but i i am a person who needs to be told what to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of the time yeah so i'm very interested to see how this job works out because it's very flexible and that's great um but it's gonna be very different for me yeah we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. Um, yeah do you think that the job will like unburn out you and your experience (laughs) from college enough to like recover I think, um, yeah, I think that it's so, one of the great things about it is it's so, like, flexible. Like, yeah. it's not a job, I'm blessed because it's not a job where I have to show up at 8 and turn something in by 5. It is literally not remotely like that. Some yeah. days I'm out, I'll be out for weeks doing field work. Yeah. Some days I'll come in at 10 and leave at 3 because i got to go to Staples and get a yeah. printer. You know, <laughs> my supervisor does this all the time. It's so flexible. And if I'm in the field and I see something cool over there, we can be like, hey, let's go look at that. look at that cool yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the great thing about this government job. Yeah. You know, it's so flexible. So yeah. I think that that's going to be really different for me um, mm-hmm. because right now it's kind of, you know, ABC, get up again. ABC, go to sleep, get up again. Yeah. ABC, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and I guess a, a decent like final point, which I like to end on with people, is like, what are the things that provide the most meaning and purpose for you? Hmm. Meaning and purpose. Um. Knowing that I have made a difference. Or at least, you know, hoping hoping that I have and, and hoping to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that, you know, I've done a lot of stuff <laughs> over the last four years. Um, geology club, Spanish club, I was Duke Step Up. I've been a TA. I've been, you know, double major. I've been mm-hmm. involved with honors. You know, seeing, um, I can't go across campus these days without seeing at least five people I've TA'd for. <laughs> and I just hope that I've made a difference and that I have, you know, there's that metaphor about, you know, one little breath on a leaf yeah. change the universe. Yeah, a little um, ripple. One ripple in the, in the, in the lake. Yeah. One ripple in the ocean. Exactly. So as cliche as that is, you know, yeah. it's, it is true. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just cool to see, you know, how far it's taken me and, uh, and where I'm going from here. Yeah. So. And how do you think that translates outside of university? So as you move on. Right. Um, well, you can do a lot. Um, this job, I can, you know, publish work. Yeah. And you're adding on to a body of work that's been done in this given field. Um, whether it's a metallurgy or paleoclimate or a geomorph, like you can do, you know, this. And then my, um, the guy I share an office with, um, 
he has been there about five years, and I was there with him last week, and he found that he his paper had been cited for the first time in another work. And he was like, we were celebrating, and uh, that day, I think, hopefully will come for me one day. Yeah. Um, you know, you're making a difference. You're putting stuff out there. You're using your knowledge and your expertise and your passion to, you know, put stuff out there. And uh, that's how I think making a difference would manifest itself outside this little Jamie bubble. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Um, and yeah, like... I always say it's it's always so fun to talk to you and to hear your perspective on all these things and Likewise. it was fun to dive a little deeper today. I really really enjoyed that. Um, learning more about like daily grant and and, and also big picture grant. Same. I think um, all that is is really cool and like to say that like you've put yourself in a really good place in terms of your career and even more so your character is an understatement. Um, I have definitely encountered very few who can be as consistent and as genuine and as, you know, as centered as, as you are, which are all characteristics which I definitely appreciate to a, a considerable degree. So thank you for being you and Likewise. thank you for coming on the podcast, my friend. Pleasure as always. Pleasure. pleasure. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.